Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, how to effectively use HR. Chapter three, if you're a manager, use the Trinity. Here we go. Okay, so we're in chapter three of our series here on how to use HR effectively. Right. And this one is, is specifically for folks who are Career Tools listeners and your manager. Right. And we've already talked about, you know, developing a relationship is absolutely right. critical, right? That was chapter one. Chapter two, involve HR early. Give them a warning or let them know what's happening so they can be of assistance to you. Right. And third, if you're a manager, use the Trinity. And I tell you, I have not yet met somebody in HR who, not, maybe not even a manager tools right. listener, right? Oh, no, yeah. You had a manager, a manager tool listener, and the person used the, the Trinity, and the HR generalist didn't say, like, wow. wow. Right. Yeah, I alluded to in Chapter 1, Danny's story about, about having to terminate somebody. And when she took standard Trinity documentation, one-on-one notes, feedback notes, just self-made notes, private notes to herself about what this person said in a one-on-one and the negative feedback she gave here and here. Not even all the negative feedback, because if you had to document all your negative feedback, you'd be drowning in it, right? Um, if you just did that, when, when she went to HR, it was like, oh my gosh. And we have hundreds of stories like that when the manager says, you're not going to believe this. Yeah, the HR, the, the HR generalist is going like, yeah. like oh my gosh, like, I and, cannot believe. Yeah. And it's not even just, okay, you can fire them. It's, oh my gosh. You're like super manager. And it's funny how HR, regrettably, I think, doesn't then go to other people and say, look, I know you guys say you can't fire somebody. Ask Danny. Or let me tell you, here's how you do it. It's not that hard. It's an extra 30 seconds to write down, I gave him negative feedback on this, gave him negative feedback on that. I've been coaching him on this. He failed. 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 Right? This deadline missed. This deadline missed. This deadline missed. Yeah. In fact, I I just have a funny analogy that people are going to probably think I'm crazy about. I remember when the first trend of something called slow food came out. Okay. Now, slow those of those, those of you who listen, yeah, the, the, those of you who, who know me know there are three things I hate to do. I hate to eat, I hate to sleep, I hate to drive. And slow food, and, and so I'm just not a fan of eating. I'm definitely not a foodie. A cheeseburger is fine. Potato chips are fine. I'm not a big soda guy, but I'm just not, I'm not into great food. Um, I like a really, really good steak and some good wine, but uh, really mostly it's fine. I'll eat salami. I'll eat, you know, I'll eat bologna. I'm not picky. I'm not terribly healthy in my eating, although I do have oatmeal uh, in the morning. And uh, slow food came out. And I went, oh, geez. I mean, it was like a marketing effort. Sit down. Take three hours to eat. It's better for your body. And I was so dismissive. I'm sure the way some people are dismissive of the Trinity and, you know, taking your time and developing a relationship and so on. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm having the exact same response that millions of people have had to manager tools, <laughs> right? Now, since I, I, slow food is well established as a way to interact with food that's a richer experience and rather than just eating and running, and it's a, definitely a response to fast food. And it's usually higher end food that is, that is served slowly. Uh, gives you time to digest and appreciate it and have long conversations and so on and relate to one another. The emotional, the human connection side. Yeah, I'm not there um, yet. Yeah, just I know. On this particular side. And, and I got to tell you, there are managers who, who like fast food, who want to move quickly, da 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 and they're generally not as mm. open to the idea of the Trinity as, in yeah. the same way that I wasn't open to, to slow food. 
But the Trinity is about the day-to-day, the week-to-week, the month-to-month. It's about the undramatic delivery of management. The managers that are really effective guys are not the ones that are dramatic, not the ones putting out fires, not the ones saving the day. They're the ones where the day never needs to be saved because the day takes care of itself because we've done our plan. We do have the relationship. We're talking about performance all the time. We're keeping people from getting too far off track. In the the machine world, in the manufacturing world, what Manager Tools Trinity does is it narrows the tolerances to a very narrow band. Most machines have a tolerance. They don't requ- they're not required to be perfectly aligned every time. They're required to be aligned within some tolerances. And the Trinity says, let's narrow those tolerances. Rather than the untutored, unstructured manager who just does whatever he can, and then he wonders why he's always putting out fires. Because he's not investing in a relationship. He isn't clear about what the plan is for his directs and so on. He isn't thinking about his people so much as he is about getting work done. Of course, work gets done through people. Part of the reason managers get into conflict with HR is they want to do things fast at the end rather than slow throughout the undramatic way. They want to not do anything with somebody who's poorly performing, not talk to that person because every one of those conversations is difficult, and then at the end say, okay, you need to help me fire this guy. And when they say, well, what do you got? Like, what what do you mean what I I hate this guy. He's impossible. And, And, of course, they never talk about behavior. Right? They just talk about, oh, he's a pain, he's awful, he's got a bad attitude, his performance is terrible. Now, performance is behavior, but then you say, okay, what documentation do you have? Well, geez, do you really need document? Do you guys trust me or not? I promise you, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. In <laughs> HR, no, we don't trust you. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Rhetorical. Yeah. But yeah, they don't trust you. And, and you know what? And, and, they have, HR, and they have a reason not to trust you. I wouldn't right? either. They have a long history of managers not doing what they're supposed yeah. to do and then doing stupid things, right? Yeah. And so they're trying to protect the company. Yeah. And look, the vast majority of directs are, are not subject to just at-will dismissal. Or even if they are, the company will say, don't do that unless you have a good rationale. And, and we would say it differently than let's legally protect the company. What, what Manager Tools says and what essentially Career Tools echoes from the other side of the table is, and in, in this particular case, we're talking to managers within the Career Tools framework of have a good relationship with HR. But what Manager Tools says is if they're an employee, the organization has an obligation to help them succeed. Now, there are some people who are listening right now who goes, no, it doesn't. They have the obligation first. The direct does. And we would say, well, that's true, but we're not arguing with you. We're saying the direct has an obligation to succeed and the company has an obligation to help that person. If for no other reason, then we have an enormous investment in that person. Right. right? We already have them employed. And if we lose them, the, the cost of replacing them is expensive. It's high. And so by definition, we have a sunk cost. It's like, why would you drill another well? If it's going to produce the same thing as the first well, and the first well is already drilled and is already producing, right? Drilling wells is very expensive. Oil companies are not as profitable as people think because well drilling, exploration, and, and, and drilling is very expensive in the billions of dollars. Same thing with people. Every time you hire a new person, it's like drilling a well. If you can't get milk everything out of the one you already have, don't go thinking you should invest in a new one because that's expensive. Change, re- lack of retention, turnover is expensive. I love that analogy in terms of equating a drilling of a well, right? Because with with hiring of people, right? Because if look at the last thing you want to do if you're a wildcatter, you don't want you don't want to sink all the money in drilling a, drilling a well and and 
coming up dry, right? That's, right. That's yeah. a lot of money. So, yeah. people, so they spend a lot of time and energy making sure they get the right sure one. They get the right, right. one. Yeah. And if this one's producing, why say, well, let's turn it off. Let's get this other one. Or it's starting to go down. Well, okay, let's explore, but let's make sure we know. And if there is a way to save a billion dollars sinking a new one, then we can get this one back up to normal production standards. Let's do that. Let's inject right. something within the legal and, and safety limits. Let's do everything we can because the cost of replacing this thing is so, so darn high. Because human capital is like any other capital. It can be expensive at times. So what HR says and what we agree with is the way you decide to get rid of somebody is the same way you decide to save them. You work with them day to day, week to week, month to month. And yes, because you're a professional and because you're at a company, you have to document these things. The same way you have to document pay, you have to document training, you have to document expense reports, you have to document strategies, you have to document performance reporting, variance problems, you have to document all kinds of things. Desk usage, hey, please send me a list of everybody, what the desk name they're at is, what their monitor name is, right? You get these requests from, what is it, corporate services to say, we need these reports filled out. Like, oh, God, do they not know we're trying to build widgets here? And in that same way, we need to document what we're doing as managers. It's not burdensome at all if you do it a little bit along the way. It certainly is burdensome if you haven't done anything for nine months in the same way that it's burdensome to try to fire somebody if you haven't been dotting your I's and cross your T's day to day, week to week. It's the difference between putting a penny down every day. And let's say you get paid a penny and then put a, well, you get paid two pennies a day and you put one penny in the bank. And you get paid two pennies a day and you put one penny in the bank. And so at the end of the year, you have some money. Or you've actually, you've spent that penny on something, but you also have a little pile of pennies. As opposed to taking the two pennies that you get and spending them and spending them and spending them. And then at the end of the year, you need to, you need to come up with three bucks. And there is no way you're going to be able to come up with three bucks at the end of the year if you've been spending all your pennies. Same thing with management. If you need something and you haven't invested up front, it's going to be really expensive. It's going to be really painful. So what we do is we develop a relationship through one-on-ones. We talk to people. We give lots of performance communications along the way, good and bad. We coach them. We delegate to them. And because of that, doing it on a regular basis, keeping track on our one-on-ones, um, at the end of the year, you end up with a diary of either a success or a failure. If it's a failure and you've done your level best and it takes a while to, to prosecute that, it takes six to nine months to really believe we've invested in this guy. We're not going to sink a new well until we're certain this one's dry. We've done everything we can. We've given him plenty of chances. I've documented that there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. I've tried every approach in the book, and here are my notes week to week to week, day to day, yellow stickies on my one-on-one form. Still not there. Okay, fine. At that point, HR rolls over and says, well done. Yep, you're right. This person, this well is dry. We need to sink another one. It's expensive. Well, it's it's not painful. Even, it's not even roll. It's not even rolling over, really, because well, they, yeah, sorry. right? Because you're bringing them documentation of what you've done, right? You can proof that you followed the things that yeah. they've been telling managers for years they need to do. So, so it's not they them rolling over. They're like, absolutely, they're support. Like, yeah. you need to get rid of that guy. Yeah, I've been with managers who said to me, "I'm at my wit's end with this guy. I've been giving him negative feedback for six months, but you just can't fire people here. I know you can't fire people here." And they've gone to HR with me. We've shown them what we got. And HR says, fire them. You can fire them right now. Based on the one-on-one sheets and on notes about feedback as well. One-on-ones stop you getting into the kind of conflict that can only happen if it's left to to, to fester. Mm -hmm. Right? They take air out of the balloon every week. And I'll tell you, it took me a while to learn that one-on-ones were a chance to say, let's talk about this problem we got. 
Let's take some air out of this balloon because the balloon always seems to be getting bigger, right? It never seems to go away. If you, it seems like it's gone away, actually it's just staying the same size. And they'll get bigger again if you've got a problem with them. Look, if you've got a real problem with somebody, you don't want them going to HR before you do, right? That's right. And so what do you do to that? You, you meet with them on a regular basis. And when they say, I'm going to go to HR, say, let me show you the way. Because you've done what you know is the right thing to do with regular performance communications, regular communications in the form of one-on-one and feedback and so on. And you've coached them and you have documentation. And you don't have to come up with a formal plan or anything. You just write it on the back of the previous week's one-on-one form, as we've said before in the coaching uh, model guidance. Uh, and when they say, I'm thinking about going to HR, I don't think we're getting along. So totally respect that. Their door is always open. I, I was yeah. in the briefing. They gave me the same briefing about my boss. Let me show you the way. Well, and the director's like, you're kidding, right? I said, no. Look, if you want to go to talk to HR, trust me. I got friends over there. I know what I've been doing. I know what you've been doing. If it's going to be HR and they're going to adjudicate, I'm going to win. I'm right. sorry. I, I don't, it's not like I want them to win. It's that if you think you're holding HR over my head, no, you're not. I have a relationship with them. I've talked to them early. And I do the Trinity, which is what they want me right. to do. And that's a very different experience than the manager who doesn't do one-on-one, doesn't do feedback, coaching, delegation, any of that stuff, has no documentation, right? And you get to the point where you haven't got the person feedback, but you get to the point it becomes so bad, you fire the individual or you want to fire the yeah. individual. And then the, per- the employee says, ah, where's HR? Now the manager's panicked because the manager yeah. knows she's yeah. got nothing to fall back yeah. on. Yeah, this is, to me, this is one of the standard sort of dichotomies in the management world, the issue of investing, small mm-hmm. bits along the way. What is the phrase that companies use for investing a little bit every month? Dollar-cost averaging? Do- is it dollar-cost averaging? Is that what it is? It's, 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 when you buy it's, it's, up and down in the yeah, marketplace, no matter what, yeah. you're always doing it. In the long run, it works really well or something, right. something like that. Yeah, You might um, lose money on any given day or any given month, but over right. time... Over right. time, you're accumulating money and you're just investing right. along the way rather than waiting until you have some money because... You're buying more when it's cheap and right. less yeah. when it's poor. Yeah. Same thing here. There are plenty of people who don't believe the management part of their job. If they're a marketing manager, think of themselves as a marketer that has to manage rather than a manager who's in marketing. And we don't need you to think that the only thing you do is managing, but if you manage and if you're responsible for the relationship of several people to the organization, if you're able to speak for the company, which you are as a manager, you have an obligation to do that job well. You don't get to say you're doing the job by doing nothing for six months and then threatening to fire somebody. That's not doing your job. That's abdication of your job. And for those of you who want to ignore your folks or who want to give lip service to one-on-ones, I'm not going to tell you I wish for you to have a bad employee. I don't. I, I, I won't do that. Um, but there's a part of me, a secret, a dark, the dark mark part of me that, that says, if it happens to you, it wouldn't break my heart because you're going to be the one that goes to HR and rails and you're going to blame HR for your problem. And it's the ant and the grasshopper all over yeah. again, right? The ant does his work in the summertime when everything's warm and lovely and the grasshopper is laying on his back. The ant is putting away food and doing his work and hard work every day, day in and day out. And then when winter comes, the grasshopper dies and the ant says, no, I'm good. Actually, I think the ant takes the grasshopper yeah, I think, in. Yeah, I think it's a little... Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. But the point is, management is what happens day to day. It's not what happens once every six months when there's mm-hmm. drama. HR is less motivated to help you if you haven't done the kind of basic blocking and tackling. Now, we're not saying that the only way to do the blocking and tackling is our trinity. Okay? What we are saying is you have to have a relationship with your direct, and the only way you can get that is by investing time on a regular basis. You have to talk frequently about performance communication, about performance. You have to tell them you're doing well or you're not. 
Okay, it's good to write it down, but it doesn't have to be terribly fancy. It doesn't have to be a memorandum for record in somebody's personnel file with everybody signing off on it. It doesn't have to be a formal counseling statement, although if your company requires that, of course, do all the things your company requires. If you don't do that stuff, whether you don't whether you use our stuff or something else, don't come crying to us when HR says our responsibility is to protect the company and you have them doing your job, so now mm-hmm. it's going to be much harder for you to be you. All we're going to do is enforce the yeah. system. That's not an HR problem. That's right. a manager That's problem. a manager problem. And in fact, I think that's one of the lessons I learned. In fact, it was an HR executive who said to me, Mark, I really don't think you get it. It's, it's not, this is not an HR problem. It's a manager problem. And I said, you're right. And, and, and the point she made was, now we're doing a terrible job of helping them become more proactive. But once we become reactive, we think about the lawyers looking over our shoulder. Sometimes they're in the meeting. And it's really awful for a manager, an HR person, a lawyer to be in a meeting when the manager hasn't done his or her work. Yeah. It's terrible. If you're a manager and you use the Trinity, it may feel like a little bit of pain, but there will be no pain to either get one of your people promoted because you'll have chapter and verse on how awesome they are, and there'll be no pain when, in fact, you need to, unfortunately, have to fire somebody. And it will become a normal way of life in the same way that having a relationship takes a little bit of time, a little bit of investment along the way so that when the, when the stuff hits the fan, you've got a relationship, you've, invested, you've talked to HR early, and now you're saying, and I'm doing the blocking tackling. I was at a plant, I want to say in St. Louis a number of years ago, and the analogy they gave me was, we don't wait until the end of the quarter to produce a bunch of stuff to meet our quota. <laughs> we do it every day. If we waited until the end of the quarter, it'd be dramatic and it'd be impossible, right? What we do is build systems that say, we can produce this much every day, and, and therefore we can produce this much at the end of the quarter. And if they say we need more, we look back and say, how much is that each day? What do we need to change each day in order so that each day adds up to the end of each quarter? Right? By the mile, it's a trial. By the yard, it's hard. And by the inch, it's a cinch. And I think too many people think, I'm going to avoid thinking about management. I'm going to avoid thinking about my people. I'm a marketer. I'm an engineer. I'm not a manager. And then they end up in a situation where they haven't managed, and now they're struggling. And they don't have a reputation as a good manager with HR, and they don't have a relationship. We're not suggesting that you have to become a manager who's an engineer. We're suggesting you can be an engineer and faithfully and fully Meet your duties as a manager in a few hours a week, which if you don't have, it's not because you're that busy. It's because you're inefficient. And trust us, we are too. And again, by the mile of trial yard, it's hard. And by the inch, and it's day to day, week to week, month to month that avoids the drama. And I'll tell you what, you're in a dramatic situation and you're wondering what HR is going to do. And you have to take back that guy who you thought you were going to be able to fire. You think you're ever going to be effective with that guy again without a gigantic mea culpa and starting over if he agrees to it? chances are pretty slim. Pretty slim indeed. You know, invest a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time when it's not painful, and that way you reduce your pain later on. It's just like wellness. It's just like going to the gym. It's going to the gym in February, in March, in April, not just in January when you decided, I'm too fat and I need to lose some weight, and then you're not in the gym by January 21st. Yeah, you don't plant at the end of July and expect to have a great harvest. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. All right. Thanks, a friend. My pleasure, partner. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one.